Hey, everyone. I'm Ali from Titan. Thank you for having me here. And you are listening to the Marvel Card Collectors podcast. Hello, everybody. My name is Ian Taylor, and you are listening to the Marvel Card Collectors Podcast, your weekly digest of hobby goodness, brought to you by the Marvel Cards Fan Collective, an awesome community of card collectors and creators. You can find our two groups on Facebook, details of which are at the end of this podcast, so come check us out. With me, as always, is my co-pilot in all things Marvel Cards. He puts the fun into any card fund. It's Norin Rad. I love it. <laughs> I love it. You're doing that lifting thing with your desk as, as, as I'm, I'm doing the intro, aren't you? So you're, you're going up on me rather than going I was down trying to do it quietly That's to that, not distract you. You did turn your mic off, but I could just see you getting more, I'm going to say it, getting more erect in the corner of my eye. I can see it happening. <laughs> And he's gone. <laughs> less than a minute in, and he's gone already. Uh, he's gone already. Yes, I went there. Hello, everybody. Have you had a good week? Yes, man. We've had a really good week. I love that everyone sounds like a child. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was great. Yeah. It was well, so they, awesome. Well, they kind of sound like um, um, a character from pop culture I can't remember. So um, we've had a good week. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk about it straight away. We've had a good week, unless, of course, you're collecting Marvel Unbound. I feel for people, man. I'm going to talk about this. Awful. I'm going to talk about this. And um, um, no, um, no shade um, to anyone. Uh, apart from whoever is managing the server load at EPAC. Because um, quite frankly, I'm amazed that given the amount of, of of big on sales and crashes that we've had all the way through Marvel Weekly and even through some of the weeks of Unbound, that the week of Unbound that Spider-Man hits and we're, what, three years into them doing this release star format into Marvel cards. I can't remember what they've done with other sets. And it still causes the entire site to go, Honestly, yeah, no, it's really bad. I mean, there's, I don't know, man. It's just, it, you know, the, the audience of the hobby is growing so rapidly that I knew, I knew that that card was going to bring that kind of attention. Yeah. Well, I knew, I knew it was going to go, I knew it was going to be popular. So for those who don't know, Marvel Unbound releases weekly on the Updeck EPAC site. There's um, one pack is one card. Um, and it's numbered to, is it 999? It is. That's right. Yes. So in theory, there's a thousand packs available and 50 of those packs are also seeded with a second card, which is the auto version, um, signed by both. Out of and 50? Ian, out of 50. That's right. So no change there, but this week happened to be Spider-Man. And so everyone is normally collecting it once copies. Everyone is into Spider-Man once copies and the number of people into Spider-Man since the boom of the last three months, especially since No Way Home, is not inconsiderable. Then you cap on to the fact that there were probably quite a lot of people buying it because they might not know anything about Marvel cards, but they figured, hey, I can buy some of these and I can make a buck because those people are, like it or not, you know, now uh, very active within the Marvel card scene, as we've talked about before. So you've got triple that. Then I just, just in chats that we were on, you know, People were going, well, I'll try and buy a few packs just to make sure that you get some. Yeah. Multiply that by however many people are saying that to each other. 
You know, I don't normally try, but I'll try this week. So it's it's kind of like, and people are allowed to buy, I think, three packs in one transaction. I think that's always been the case. Um, and a lot of people just didn't, you know, by the time they got to checkout, it was gone from their cart. I mean, you know, it was... Yeah. It was a shit show, quite frankly. It was. It really um, was. And the number of disgruntled people, I mean, <laughs> so much. So even our group crashed for about 20 minutes. Um, yeah. A number of disgruntled people coming onto the group. And we even had a couple of people leave the group because they were so annoyed that the people who did manage to get a card were straight away either <laughs> preening about it or trying to sell it. Um, yeah, it was, ju- it, was just, it was just ugly. Wow. It wasn't very nice. Wasn't very nice wow. at all for anyone, um, um, and I, you know, those when the packs cost twelve ninety nine, twelve dollars ninety nine of your hard earned dead presidents, and um, <laughs> I, I believe that most weeks unbound, people usually buy multiple packs and do return trips to buy three more and then three more. I don't think people even got to do that this week. I think it was. I don't think anybody got yeah, to do that. Yeah, anyone got to do that. Um, but um, normally, people offload their extras in group for anywhere from seven, eight, nine bucks. I, well, I, $50 is what it seems to be going for, the base card for that one. It's crazy. That's insane. I haven't even looked that up. It's crazy. No, you know, people, 50 A good friend bucks. of ours helped, helped you and me out to get yep. one. Yep. Yep. So the nicest person, it's still, um, still too nice of them to do that. Yeah. So some, yeah. So someone who, who we know did get through to buy some managed to get free packs and hooked us up at pack price, which was very, very kind. Yeah. So thank very, you very kind person. Um, so, and you know, and some people who had managed to get more than one pack did kind of, you know, there was a, there was a karmic, there was a balance restored to the force because by the end of Monday, there were people who were saying, okay, I'll do a giveaway. Just, yeah. And then people know. tried. I yeah. mean, honestly, there were there were some really good people in the group focusing on the positives yeah. here for a second. Yeah, there were the, there were some really amazing people who, you know, at cost or I'm sure bought for a friend or you know had yeah. the situation we had. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I really do think a lot of people were trying to make sure that their friends who just enjoy the hobby mm-hmm. were able to at least get that card. Cause it is a kind of a monumental card. And I think a lot of people are, are going to try to make that set. And, you know, I hope mm. unbound becomes what um, star Wars living set yeah. um, is to tops, you know, so hopefully it does have that kind of iconic vibe and yeah, yeah, yeah. they are hard numbered as well. So I don't yeah. know. It's pretty exciting. I remember when Upper Deck first told me off the record that the set was coming. It was described as a living set to me. So you know that's the, yeah, that's that's. I mean, we we told we talked to them about having something like that mm-hmm. before they were before. You know, I'm sure they were already thinking about this, oh, but yeah. we had mentioned it to them beforehand, and it just you know, luckily everybody was thinking yeah. the same thing. So I'm I'm just glad they did it. I'm glad it's happening. Mm. I'm glad it's Fred Ian's art. That's really great mm. that people are getting to enjoy his and work. And into year two, he's going to be doing And it. into year two, which is yeah. really exciting. Um, yeah, it's it pretty thrilling. It is good. I mean, so it's, you know, it is a shame. I feel for the people who who had been tr- getting it every week and weren't able to get it. The one thing I will say is that there are, not, there are 999 of them. So unless you're bonkersly trying to build multiple sets, which some people are, um, if you know, if you're just going for one set, you should be able to pick one up 
I mean, you might have to trade a bit. I think a lot of people. The market is higher, but you know. Yeah, I think a lot of people look. These things will get very cheap on Comp C once the sketches are redeemed. Um, I think that was the issue is that a lot of people are trying to lock down that Freddy and sketch. Well, that's the thing. It's the autos that get you the sketch. The base cards only get you the. Yeah, I think that's. I think that's what people were really upset about is not getting an auto card. You know what I mean? Or being able to obtain one um, semi easily. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the autos, people have been selling anywhere from 120 to 150 each week. Mm. The autos for this one are kind of going five, six, seven hundred. Yes. It's crazy. It's just um, ridiculous. It absolutely crazy. Um, but if you know, if you're a character collector, then you've kind of got to have it. So, fortunately, you know, a number of the character collectors we know focus on Spidey were able to get hooked up, which was good. Um, I'm, listen, I, I'm loving the set. I'm actually missing the last two weeks, Red Skull and. Whoever the other one was, Red Skull was brilliant. Red Skull was nice. Was I actually really like that one. It was yeah, really yeah, yeah. good. Um, week coming up as we record, or tomorrow as we record, is Spider Woman. Um, yeah, that one looks really good it too. Does. Actually, yeah, it does look good. I I think that's a seriously underrated character, Spider Woman, especially that, Me that too. representation of her. Um, I wish more people would PC her. Actually, um, I feel like we know someone who is. Um, hmm. Yeah, wait, wait. I do know someone who is, I believe, unless they recently sold their collection. But I thought I thought pass. I knew someone who was having a pretty good, pretty good run in her. Pass, pass. I don't know. Can't remember. I can't keep up. I can't keep up, dear. So many characters. I know. So many collectors. Um, I know. <clears throat> it is. Um, yeah. Anyway, listen. It's 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 a it was a it was a short day. Let's just put it that way. Yeah, <laughs> and it put a bit of a spin on the week. Um, <laughs> for, 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 for better or worse, um, and listen, Wolverine and Venom, Venom are likely coming in the next few weeks, so it's only going to be worse. I wonder. It's only going to be worse. Um, we've had some. Um, we've had an email. Whoa. We've had a really good email, so I'm just gonna I'm just gonna read this to you. Um, like it's from someone called Ren Carver. Hi, I was wondering if you'd be interested in acquiring the possible attendees mailing list of the Western Pool and Spa Show 2022. Please know, let me know your interest to get back. Uh, you, you get the idea. Spam, dear spam. Are we gonna get? Oh, that's spam. spam. That's spam. Okay. That's that's all we, we don't want to reach out. I mean, Marvel cards and spas. Quite frankly, you know, I'm just thinking, you know, or from Juliana, we could get high quality custom Twitch emotes. What's a Twitch emote? I don't know, but I like the sound of it. It's kind of it is Twitch cool. just thinking about it. Anyway. Um, I'm Twitch emoting. But uh, he, ooh, you always do. I've always said you were good at that. Um, but the, um, the thing is, we're not getting any actual proper emails from people. So if you want to talk to us, you can also email us. Some people hit us up on Messenger. Some people hit us up on Instagram. But it's, we, we love getting emails. So the MCC Skywriting. at gmail.com. That's where you've got to go. Try and outnumber the number of spam things that we're currently getting with an actual real email. Because one of your real emails, folks, is worth 50 of those spam emails, even though some of those spam emails are actually quite fun to read sometimes. You're reading spam emails? Sometimes. Sometimes I get so lonely I have to. Because I'm on different time zones than the rest of you. And when I'm awake and I want to talk about cards, the rest of you are asleep. 
I try to wake up early. I know you do. I know you do. Except when the co- co- <laughs> clocks change. I almost said clocks change by mistake. Oops. Um, I told you not to talk about my condition, but yes, okay. Yes. I guess it's just public information now. Well, Thanks a lot. started the episode going up on me. Right. Um, the intro this week, before we get into the meat of things, Ali from Titan. Ali from Titan. <laughs> Ali from Titan, you're amazing, quite frankly. I love. She's really on a roll with some of her content at the moment. She's doing some. Oh, really she's killing stuff. it. Uh, she did one the other day job. where she's just kind of walking and talking to camera at the same time. And um, oh, she's vlogging. Nice. And they were kind of no. It's kind of a. It was kind of just a little reel that she did. Um, oh, cool. Um, uh, as opposed to kind of the, the, where she normally um, kind of poses with cards or, you know, is in some awesome cosplay or something like that. Um, and I saw her getting shout out on some, uh, someone on Twitter was giving her a shout out from the sports side of things as well. So I thought, you know, her profile is definitely going up. And she's got six and a half thousand followers now. She does good work, man. She's pretty good. So, you know, folks, <laughs> check her out. At yeah. Ali from Titan, A double L Y from Titan. Um, Ali, you're awesome. Um, we love you. And um, you're the best. Come, back, come back on at some point when we're both here. Because the time she came on, you were poorly, I think, Norrin. So, yeah, I was. That's right. So, yeah, so, I did. Yeah. I did. I, I did a, a segment oh, with her on sketch card YouTube, to make up yeah, for yeah. it because I yeah. felt terrible. Yeah, I was so sick. Oh, cool. But no, I think maybe when, like, maybe when there's something crazy to. I think so. Like to promote maybe her um, doing an unboxing of something like a yeah, Spider-Man yeah, yeah. or a masterpiece, something cre- or premiere. Absolutely. Maybe we can have her on. Absolutely. I've, fun. Just, I've just spotted on our Instagram. We're in, you know, the highlights that you do at the top. Yeah. We're in our highlights at the top. Oh, really? Uh-huh. On our Instagram. It says MCC podcast. And you click on it and there she is. Oh, that's nice. That's brilliant. I love it. Thanks, Allie. We love you, Allie. Um, Allie, 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 Allie. No. Like, anyway, no. we'll move yeah. on. We'll move on. I, I, I will. I will stop issuing that cry when we talk about Ali from Titan. Um, I wanted to very quickly talk about some great feedback that we had from Ron Cedar or Seder. I'm not quite sure how you pronounce your surname, Ron. So I apologise oh, if I'm muffed. I've been seeing him everywhere recently. Ron's lovely. Ron's lovely. Aww. I can't remember how long he's been in the group. Um, oh, yes. Um, in fact, it says so in the message I'm about to read out. So I'll Ew. stop bearing the lead. Um, he, le- he left us a review, actually. Um, just wanted oh. to take a moment to thank Ian Taylor, that's me, Noren Rad, that's you, for their oh. time and effort in producing and hosting the Marvel Car Collectors podcast. Since getting back into the hobby last year, and finding joining this jewel of a Facebook page of awesome people. Oh, bless you. I also found the MCCP. Still sounds Soviet, although we're not allowed to talk about them at the moment. Um, uh. Every morning when I run, I listen to the MCCP with Ian Taylor and Norrin. Just love it and enjoy their humour, especially Ian's, and all of the insight and knowledge they impart. For me, it is such a fresh take on all things in the hobby, and for someone new to this again, sheds light on topics and areas of collecting in the Marvel Collecting Universe that I would otherwise not be aware of. They even have special guests, OG collectors, and even some industry insiders as guests. So much fun, and the banter between the two is great. You can even hear Norrin roll his eyes to some of Ian's jokes and comments, although I'm sure Norrin is chuckling inside. Anyway, just wanted to share my experience on this, and if you have not listened to it, I suggest give it a try. Anyway, just wanted to thank Ian and Norrin again for the content and the smiles and sometimes guffaws. Keep them coming. Isn't that lovely? It's very lovely. The loveliest. Ron's amazing. Mm -hmm. 
What a nice um, guy. Ron recently purchased um, a Marvel Masterpieces set off me. Um, oh, and, nice. And, um, and that's a nice segue into um, oh. a few um, weeks back, we did uh, a round of hobby questions. And one of the hobby questions, I remember when we did the episode, I said, we'll put a pin in that and we'll come back to it because it's kind of its own talking point. Um, and this is the episode where we do that. If I can find it, because I did have it on my screen and my browser refreshed. Here we go. So Heath Stevens. Heath Stevens. Heath. Heath. He asked, I'd love to hear you guys talk about building up a card fund maybe how others have done it i'd imagine not everyone in the group came into the hobby with a huge bankroll but the number of people spending thousands seems numerous how can the little guy get in on the action that's a very good question that i get on the action honestly knowledge man and education mm-hmm. like really the trick of all this is to just go to comp c go to ebay and type a brand marvel flare masterpieces anime just something random you know look through the years look at something you've liked in the past and just study a set see if there's anything that's limited that people don't know about see if there's anything there that you know someone overlooked and you know start buying those cards for yourself if you like them and if you want to get into it there's still so much to discover in marvel cards it's it's painful actually Mm -hmm. i mean honestly i tell you and all this all the time and a few friends of mine who you know who i talk to daily there are cards out there that no one has even discovered yet and they are probably the biggest grail cards of marvel um way more than like pmgs in general to be honest just some really beautiful pieces out there actually someone on instagram who i follow who's a buddy of mine um who's also a silver surfer collector i think it's nat where are you nat hold on you'll find him he's on i'll find him basically um yeah there he is so this is a crazy post, but okay. Not a S E S R E P U S six, six, six. He has like a silver surfer card as his icon. Okay. Very nice guy. Spoken to him once or twice. And <laughs> this is crazy, but he was on a, what, uh, what's app or what's up? Uh, what, uh, what not? Per, uh, whatnot that's it yeah, that's yeah. stupid crap right the whatnot he's on the whatnot thing he's buying packs <laughs> and and stuff like that getting into that auction house kind of vibe type of thing that everyone's into right now yeah, yeah. and this is crazy he gets a qfx pack oh Marvel's okay 1997 qfx yeah yeah he pulls a mephisto autograph oh now these autograph cards are super ridiculously rare they're only uh out of 35 for each character and they're actually have a different finish on them not glossy they have like a matte finish on them and joe casada who was the editor of marvel for a long time um made this whole set concept and design and took the photographs and then sketched characters into these real world settings a huge set uh, i'm a huge fan of the set I'd like to get a master of it but you know um but yeah 
pulled the freaking autograph and it's so rare to see those nice. actually come out of pack yeah but um yeah and he, and he just happened to get this card and kind of starting this journey for him down the qfx rabbit hole uh-huh. um but there's just really cool cards out there i mean i don't know I'm, I'm 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 interested to see people finally starting getting into like the real sets where they start really discovering what these cards look like and start to understand a little bit more about Marvel instead of the safe bet, which is, you know, the serial number. Instead cards. of the shiny and the serial number. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think we're, 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 we've talked about this a lot and, you know, it's been my experience a lot over the past 18 months since I've started to trim down my collection um, about selling things that you no longer kind of feel. You know, when yeah. you you know you feel it when you when you're into a card or into a a set, and when you lose that, I always think it's time to consider whether or not the card stays with you. At least that's that's the conclusion I've come to. Same. So I um, so my recent experience probably explains this the best. Heath, I think if you've if you're not starting out from new, if you've got a little bit of um a few cards in in hand, and you know I I had quite a few. Have a look at it and decide, okay, do I need, um, you know, in my case, it was the parallels. So I think I've spoken about this before, about um, it, over six months now, I trimmed all the parallel sets that I had from the 90s sets. So I had the yep. Masterpieces 94 gold signature set. And I was like, well, I've got the base cards for that set. I don't need another set of those cards just with a printed signature on although it's nice uh the 1995 emotions cards they're they're absolutely gorgeous but i, I didn't have the full set and i was never going to spend as much as they've been going for to finish what it, it. Took so to get like, to yeah. that full set yeah so i was like you know i'll offload that um and you know a couple of other sets so i did that and then uh, i did the same with the holoforce from 94 offloaded the yep. um, gold and bronze and and made a lot of people very happy because they don't pop up very often it made made me very happy as well because it enabled me to buy um i think it went towards my leonard nimoy auto anyway i did it again um and i i, I was kind of holding off on this because i didn't really want to admit it to myself but when you collect on the masterpieces 2016 2018 and 2020 sets when you collect the base 1 to 81, which is tiers 1 to 3, not tier 4, because that's crazy town. When you collect the base, when you collect the gold signature, which is unnumbered, uh, but again, 1 to 81, and then when you collect the what if, uh, they are numbered, uh, 1 to 81, that's a lot of cards. That's a lot of um, thickness of cards. And the binder is just, well, it's, it's you know, I have to store it flat for, for a start, and it's, you know, good three inches. And it's just, um, I was looking at them thinking, that's just crazy. I mean, I like the what-ifs. I like them. I like the gold SIGs, especially the Bianchi set, 2018. Oh, yeah. It was yeah, a work beautiful. of art in and of itself. Um, and it's quite a thin one as well. The Just Go signature was printed very thick. Um, yeah. you, know, I li- you know, I like them. But you know what? I've got the base cards. So, you know, same with Unbound. Unbound's quite good in that well, I've seen people post pictures where you can see, you know, all the cards one after another. And, you know, I'd rather have just one copy of a really good piece of art than several different versions of it. So I thought, you know what, I'm just going to yeah. get, get them out of the binder, sleeve them up, sell them. So I've sold yeah. my 2016 gold signature 1 to 81, my 2016 what if 1 to 81 minus five cards, I think it was. My 2018 gold sig 1 to 81. My 2018 
Otif, one to 81. Uh, 2020 Gold Sig, as much as I've done, which was most of it. I've still got a chunk of What If to sell. No one's bought those yet. But I also, and this was cr- this was a crazy one for me, the, go- the gallery, Canvas Gallery, there's a gold number to 99 and a, and a red number to 25 parallel set for that. Now, I never went after the red, so I don't have any of those. Um, they go for a lot. But the golds have just gone whoosh, through the roof. So I was like, you know what? I've got, the, I've got the base. And even though I love, love, love the gold galleries, I was like, you know what I'd love even more? Money for my vacation in August. <laughs> so, but also, so, you know, so I was, I was lucky. So he, you know, in terms of building up your card funds, this example, notwithstanding, for, for me, it's been quite good to, to prune and start trimming down because that gives me some spend where the hobby is kind of funding the hobby, if, if you like, because I've got that. I guess if you if you're going to think of it in these terms, I guess I've got that capital in the in the cards I've already got that I can. You really do. Yeah, you already have like. Well, I'm, the word I keep hearing a lot, which I like to do a full episode on eventually, hmm. is something called a portfolio. And it's it just because I've been talking to a lot of people, kind of in these circles, they're you know talking about having a card portfolio, and having you know uh, something built up for yourself already in terms of like you know, having cards and having a collection and being a curator of your collection. Yeah. It's a fascinating yeah. word that's being thrown around because usually a word that you hear with associated with stocks, stocks and money and, yes. and yeah, all yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of interesting, but I've heard a lot. Yeah. yeah. I've had a lot of people kind of talk about it and bring it up who are just crazy levels. Like there was someone we were talking to in Matt Combs, uh, I think it's Matt Combs, the clubhouse. Oh yeah. Yeah. He does those. Audio that clubhouse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. He does the audio clubhouse. We're re- really fun. I've been dropping in uh, here and there. Um, and we spoke to uh, the architect. Um, God, I don't remember his name now. I should have wrote it down. Very nice gentleman. who used to work at upper deck who designed all the exquisite uh, basketball cards that people pay quite a bit of money for. Um, wow. Very nice guy. Uh, very, very nice guy. And he came on there and he started talking to us about, you know, the cards he designed at Upper Deck for the sports <sighs> part. Yeah, it was really cool. Can we get him on? Yeah, I'm going to ask. Um, I'm going to ask. But he's super knowledgeable and very kind with his time. And, you know, he was and he threw that word out there, portfolio. And I've heard it a couple of times now before. But, you know, he there is a kind of like... <laughs> luck or just passion that you're getting paid off for. I think a lot of us collectors are getting paid for our passion right now in, in some way or another, in terms of the sets we have, the collections we're building, you know, the friends we've connected with. And, you know, when you're thinking about what can I hunt next or, you know, building up my card fund, you know, take stock, like Ian said, in what you have because that will kind of guide your way there. I mean, even I'm doing it with my surfers. I, you know, I collect everything surfer cards wise. Uh, I would like to do everything surfer, but I have to stick to cards, but even I am like going to take some time and put aside my top 25 favorite silver surfer cards just to have kind of an idea of what that looks like, mm-hmm. what like a, a mini master collection looks like. Mm. Not because I'm selling anything. I, I actually really, really don't want to sell, even though I know as this gets worse and worse, you know what I mean? That temptation is going to yeah, be thrown yeah, yeah. on a lot of us. Um, oh, unfortunately. My black yeah. Cap. I mean, it's, uh, it's uh, pretty rough. Put my black cat purple number to five. 
I've been tempted, but I'm like, I don't know. (laughs) No, it's tough. It's tough because like the truth is, and, and I think our friend Eugene kind of told me this and, uh, kind of helped me think about this was that, you know, at one point you just have to think about it in the sense that if you do sell, you know, you sell at a point where you'll never actually come back and buy in again. You know what I mean? Which is the trick. You know what I mean? Like, cause if you sell and you're like, well, I can't participate at this level ever again, no matter what, even if I had the money, I wouldn't participate at this level. You know, uh, whoever says that people who say that just because like, money, time, whatever, blah, blah, blah. You know, that kind of helps with the decision of what you're going to do in the future. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I think a lot of people have, I, 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 and it's not that I've been having this conversation with myself. This is conversations I've been having with a lot of friends whose collections that they want to sell or part with, or, you know, looking for a good price or whatever the case may be. Um, you know, you have to kind of look out and understand what's happening. Like for me, I think I told you in this, but I went ahead and pursued like, in my opinion, what the top 10 Marvel grail cards are. Um, and I got all of them actually, uh, except for two. Um, and then I ended up not liking the mirages, which I think are on that list. Interesting. Which the set? only, the, 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 the big ones, the, the really rare, uh, is it the 96? I have it here. Uh, well, there's masterpieces 95. I think and it might have been some mirages from the Flew Ultra X Men Marvel DVC right X Men Wolverine set. I think I had you it wrote the list, here. didn't you? You've got. I can see. You I wrote the list. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, wrote, I wrote a list of them because, like, you and I spoke about this, and I, yes. I, I did this a long time ago because I kind of with Ian, we kind of saw what was going on here. Well, I remember seeing like, you sent me a photo of the page. This is yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> because I wanted to, you know, I wanted to see it. And I divided them up into like autographs, mirages, oh, holograms. Um, so the mirage ones that I put on here were the 95 Marvel Masterpiece Mirage, the yep. X-Men and the Avengers. Yeah. And then the there is a 95 DC versus Marvel ones that are oh, pretty yes. important. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a more rare promo uh, mirage, but I had one of each of the 95 mirages and sold them. Because I actually, A, they're really uh, condition sensitive and I just didn't like the look of them. I I think they're beautiful looking cards, but like, I I think I have a vision problem because when I look at it, I just just didn't, you know what I mean? I I, was the same. I got got 2018 cards, Masterpieces Mirage, and I just couldn't get on with it. So yeah, I see, I don't, it's a shame too. Cause I love, I love the idea of the mirages and I think they've done them better in annual with the spectaculars and some of the other ones when it's only like one or two images. Uh, maybe that's not annual. Uh, no, what you meant, we talked about it the other week. The covers, we talked about yeah. it. Yes. Yeah, the Marvel ATF covers are incredible. That's the it. Spectaculars don't that's work it. as well, but the covers. That's it. The, the covers are incredible. I'm just, uh, I mean, they're gorgeous. And they're Alex Ross art for some yeah. of them with the Marvels. Like, I mean, they're just stunning. The Marvel I think it Comics with, Presents, the Weapon X yes. covers. They work with less images. I just yeah. don't know if they work with the four. I, it's nostal- It's not nostalgic. For me, what's more nostalgic were the holograms, not the mirages. Yes. You know what, what I mean? So, like, you have to make that decision. So, like, for the grill list, like, the hologram one I had was the Spider-Man versus Venom, which oh, was yes. the... Uh, the red one, which yeah. is the rare spirit, but that, yes. and that, that, I think that that's probably the most iconic hologram in Marvel mm. cards. Is that Spider-Man versus Venom? 
I think so. I think the 92 Marvel Universe ones oh, yeah. are pretty um, iconic as well. Because they, I, I like, one. don't get me wrong, I like the Marvel Universe 1990 ones, but they are kind of where it started. So they're not, they're okay. And the 91 yeah. ones are a little bit flat, I think. But 92, yeah. for some reason, they just took, a, they took, they took a leap in terms of how deep they were, in terms of how detailed they were. The um, depth was really yeah. achieved there and, too. And I think it's because they suddenly put a bit more money in it. Because if you remember in 92, they started appearing on the front cover of the 30th anniversary of Spidey issues. Yep. And they also then started appearing on the cover of X-Men comics. So I think there was just a bit of a, right, let's start making the, let's start putting a bit more money into how we make Yes. Um, well, the 94 Marvel Universe ones are just... That's like, honestly, that's like my top five favorite yeah. Silver Surfer cards yeah. is that Silver Surfer hologram. I'm just yeah. like, I really would love to get, I have all four of those color examples from it, but man, I really want to get some more. Like, I'd really like to find ones that are really good condition, nice colors. Um, just because it's so hard to search for those on eBay because you yeah. can't see the surface damage and the color doesn't come out right. I don't know. I don't like That's something I want to find that card for show. Marvel Universe. I could do. You don't have the holograms from there? Not from 94, no. 94 Marvel Universe, I think, is the Marvel Universe set that I don't, I don't think I've finished it. I finished 92. Mm. Uh, 93. Yeah, there's 92. There's my binder for 92. That's that there. Sorry, folks. I'm just going to do an inventory while you're listening. (laughs) Uh, 94. Where is it? Here it is. I think I've got 93, but I don't have, yeah, I don't have the red uh, 2099 subset from 93. So I could use one of those. Mm. I've got one spare. Um, 93 didn't have hollows, did it? He says. 93. uh, Uh, Yes, it did. Yeah, 93 had the Spidey versus Venom. It was the only hollow in that set. Oh, that's right. 93, right. Yeah, so that's Marvel Universe 4 from 93. Yeah, that's right. Because it had the Spidey 2099. It had the 2099 uh, kind of nine card chase set, and then it had the Spidey Venom. So so I don't have those. And then Marvel Universe 94. Got loads of uncuts for it. It's brilliant. I love it. Um, oh, but yeah. I've, I've made and I've got quite a lot of the power blasts and the suspended animations from that set. You know what? Suspended animation, suspend, suspended animation is like super underrated. I love it those is. cards. They're transparent. Hard to They're find. Repeated in again. Clear condition because they discard. Oh, because there's a variant though. Do you know that's actually a variant? There's a yellow and a clear. Oh, look at you, you dirty dog. So I've got Spider-Man, Spider-Man suspended animation. Now, what people don't often know about this, and I don't intend for this to become uh, a clarion call show where we put out, okay, this is hot, go and buy it. Um, oh, God, I hope not. That's but, not what um, I'm saying. No, 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 I'm, no. I'm but, a, I'm, okay. but I'm going to show you this. They did oh, the oversized yeah. master print version of the suspended animation. Look at that. That's so, so cool. So it's a, it's a master print size copy of the suspended animation. Yeah, they're just beautiful. That is so cool. They're just that stunning. Is just the s- stunning. They're stunning. In fact, you know what? Before we release this episode, I'm going to go and try and finish the set. <laughs> you know what? I mean, that actually might be the right idea. Yeah, it might be the right yeah. idea. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, I've got Thing. I've got Venom. And I've got Spidey uh, from that set. But Marvel Universe 94, I think it's it's a radically underrated set anyway. There was Same. something about the artwork that was just very, very 90s. It. But I mean, that's a four card uncut promo from it. And it's just cool. 
Ah, oh, that's so cool. I have the Silver Surfer one too. It's Love it's a it. lovely set. It's a lovely set. So I do need to finish Marvel Universe ninety four. Um just to just to cap the, it off. I got the um I got the gem antenna of the base. Oh, that's right. I think you said you showed me that. Yeah, I could, I can't believe I, I it was just sitting on eBay and I just Oh, that's lovely. That's I lovely. I love the foiling. It's a really nice Send card. Send me a photo and of that. You, Don't forget because I'll put it on tasting notes. I'll do it right now as we talk. Oh. Well, also, I have the it took me forever. I also found the um sell sheet the mini and the big one and it shows the silver surfer in the three process that's right yeah i remember, it's you Ron remember Limart. yeah i remember that um cool? while you're doing that photo so so heath basically what i'm saying is on that one is if you're not in a position where you're sitting on loads of cards that you can like kind of sell to fund stuff that you want to buy um then i guess the other way no i'm saying you, you know is have a look around and see what you like that may not need you to bankroll thousands of dollars you know so yeah. go to comc look in the groups you know see what catches your eye and it might be that you see something that you think is actually going to go up a little bit and you might want to buy it and see if you can make a little bit to then fund yourself because people do do that people do flip to you know um that's a comp- build up the card fund yeah to but you know yeah, to, yeah. to you know it takes a bit of effort energy and time to get to the point where you're properly just funding the hobby with the hobby on that sense because you'll always find that there's more you want to buy than you can buy to sell if that makes sense always be a curator like for me and this is going to sound weird and i hope people don't take this wrong but like for me with everything costing as much as it is now you can't be a collector in this hobby anymore you have to be a curator and as as weird and and strange as that distinction is of you can't do this because of money um for some of us that's a reality like personally or for most of us for most yeah, of us, most of us, you know, most of us don't own seven different practices of a business in, across several states with you know yeah. six figure salaries, or or like you know a lot of thing that I see people do in the sports card world, which might be smart for a lot of people in the future of this hobby, is going to have to be buddy up. Like you're yeah. going to have to partly own things at this point in your collection. You know, find someone who you really, really trust and be like, listen, I found this. I like timeshare kind of things. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go half, half. We both have to decide to sell when we want to sell mm-hmm. and then you buy it. You know what I mean? And it's a less of a buy-in, less of a risk. And then you can go ahead and yeah. own that rare piece and, you know, yeah. hedge your bets if that's what you want to do to build yeah, up that yeah, card yeah. fund. Absolutely. There's a lot of strategies here, man. I think we just got to think outside the box for, yeah. for the future of Marvel. There's loads of ways you can do it, Heath. I mean, um, one of the other things, and we've talked about this before, I think we talked about it when I jumped on an Instagram live you were doing, is you mm. can do it on EPAC as well. Um, there's a there's a there's a yes. golden window of time with any new release where people will be chasing the achievements, and the people that are chasing those achievements will often overtrade to get the last cards they need, especially if the achievement is a limited one. If there's only 10, 15, 20 copies, or even five copies of it. Um, now, that's not to say that you are putting the trades out and trying to fleece someone. I think I've got to be very careful with this because. You can do that, and people will be willing to give you more than they normally do. You know, you often find the trades come into you, and you're like, "Am I reading this right? Is they really offering me all that just to get this item?" Because, and you'll find that often case. And I had it recently with James Bond, the Henchmen's and Villains release. So I was buying, I was buying product, and I was only doing so in order to 
um, get certain cards from Daniel Craig era movies. So I wasn't interested mm. in um, anything from, uh, uh, I wasn't interested in any of the base, any of the chase. The only cards I was interested in were autographs from Daniel Craig movies and relics from Daniel Craig movies. And that turns out the relics were only from Daniel Craig movies. <laughs> Um, mm. So what I was able to do is I was able to buy products and people were chasing the achievements. And so there were crystal clear cards and there were poster cards that were valid towards the achievements. Now, as soon as the achievements happened, of course, the value of those drops like a dishwasher from 50,000 feet. But while it's still going, it's worth more than it should be. And so if, so. You, if you have that in the first 24, 36 hours, You've got a window there where if your wish list isn't in that set and your wish list is somewhere else, chances are someone's got lots of that hanging around from when, you know, from they're obviously buying a lot of stuff. And you can obviously kind of level, level up that way and fill in some of your wish list gaps. I did it with Black Diamond as well. You know, the free boxes that I bought managed to get me a considerable chunk of the cards I was chasing. But that's because I mm. decided what ahead of time what I was chasing and what I wasn't chasing. So I was quite disciplined on that one. And I think that's the key to it is be disciplined. You know, decide what you want to collect from the outset, which is also where your research comes in. You know, decide what you're going to go for and don't be swayed <laughs> by it and think, okay, how can I how can I get there? So, you know, when... Look, man... <laughs> got to be careful with this stuff. Like in all seriousness, like you, you guys have no idea how hard it is for a character collector to stay on target. Like it is, it is, it's brutal because it's not like we're not fans of every, like there are Marvel sets. I wish I had because I just love the look at them. And I'd love to do the binder thing. Cause that's right up my alley. I'd love to do all this kind of fun stuff, but man, it, it's just, you, re the, the thing I always, I always remembered hearing people telling me how much they regretted buying things all over the place, have a grail card come up and then had to wait until payday or had to, you know, put it on a credit card and never took it off. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. there really is something gratifying about understanding that the cards you're looking for do come up mm. and being ready and being patient is it's, 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 uh, it's not a small thing yeah. to say the least. Travel light, be yeah. nimble and have a reserve card fund. I would say easier said yeah. than done. It's taken me bloody ages to figure that out. So <laughs> it's hard, man. It took me forever too. It's, it's yeah. tough. It's, it's really tough. Like right now I'm only hunting down one specific, uh, aspect of my collection. Very, very small thing. Mm. Uh, not a very small thing. It's probably the hardest thing to hunt down, but it's not like one particular card. It, it's like one section of it where I'm like, I'm only buying this. Yeah. And there's been so many other things where I have to be like, Nope. And like yeah. kind of walk away and, yeah. you know, I have to make big offers uh, to certain collectors, but you know, it's rough, man. It's rough. And you got to be ahead of the curve. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm, you know, I'm, I've got, I've kind of put in, you know, when you go bowling and if you, if you can't bowl for, for, for shit, then you put those guardrails up at the side to keep you on target. I've kind <laughs> yeah, of got those guardrails up at the moment. So uh, I'm, I'm very, um, and we had a comment, I'm not going to go into it this week because, um, because I know you've got a bounce, but we had a comment from someone else who was talking about us talking about what we're going after. 
and mm. our decision not to talk about that so openly, but we'll talk about that. We'll park that. Oh. We'll <laughs> I thought it was, yeah. it, was, it was a good bit of feedback, so I like it, and we'll, 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 we'll throw that around. But um, I'm very focused on the Star Trek movie-style autograph from the Rittenhouse sets released between uh, 2008-ish to around 2018, 2019. And wow. there's a particular style of autos that I think there are over 150 of them, just over 150. And they started with... Star Trek, the complete movies, and then Star Trek movies in motion. There's Star Trek movies, heroes and villains. Yeah, there's about six sets that Rittenhouse did. So I'm wow. very, very focused on that style of autograph. And they carried on the numbering between sets. Um, and I've just been quietly focused on that for the past year um, and selling stuff to buy buy those. And I'm, I've got a lot of the big ones. So I've got Ricardo Montalban early. I've got Leonard Nimoy early. I've got Shatner early, even though there's other Shatner and Nimoy cards, but I've got the big ones. Um, I'm probably about 25 cards off finishing now. Whoa, for real? Yeah. Wow. I'm, I'm, I'm getting there. And some of them have been absolute bears in terms of, um, affording and other than I've, I've managed to get really good ones and I've got a big shout out to one guy who saw I was chasing and sent me a free free Malcolm McDowell auto what what a nice guy I, I so many beers owed when I meet that young man so no thank kidding you, thank you to that person who I will I will not name That's anyway part of the hobby. but what I'm saying is I'm staying focused on that even though I know that I want to start getting the next generation of particular cardstock autograph, then there's been yeah. lots of those. But I know I want to go for that set as well because I'd love an, a set of next generation autos. Yeah. And I, what I'll do is I'll get the um, Star Trek Next Generation binders that came out for season one, two, three, four, five, six, wow, and seven. Cool. But I'll use those for the autos. See, that's the way to that's do what it, I'm going to do. And I'm also going to get I'm also going to get the holograms from those 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 old impulse skybox star trek next generation sets and have them wow. in there with them as well but i'm not going to go for the full set of of those um so that's you know but i'm i'm staying on that and i'm determined not to dabble outside of that until i've finished that star trek movies auto set so yeah and it's just staying on target with it you know just 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 you know establish your boundaries and, and kind of fill in that and try not to go on to the next puzzle before you finish that one um, you know, honestly, it's, it really is. <laughs> How can I say it? It's, it really is about that. It really is figuring out what brings you joy. It figures it's really about figuring out what's the patience, your, mm-hmm. your, your discipline staying off. I know this seems counterproductive and, and sorry, but you got to stay off Facebook and Instagram. Like you got to give yourself, if you're not buying, spend less hours on those on those social media channels out there with people showing their collections because that is the worst that is the best way to catch fomo is mm-hmm. just watching people post things uh, and get you thinking in my opinion stay close to your thing you know and and <laughs> hate to say this and, and i'm sorry but you really should not tell people. Um, and I, that's, and that's dark and I'm sorry, but it's true. You really have to keep it to your, to, you know, close to the vest unless yeah. you trust them and you know, they can help you like Ian knows what I'm going after and stuff yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. But yeah, you know, like you have to kind of like, you tell the people who can help you and who you trust to help yeah. you. And then everyone else, you just, you know, yeah. you, you know, you just yeah. keep going in the current market. 
and and again, we will talk about this on a separate episode. Adam Black, um, who's left us some great feedback and some interesting thought points. But in the current market, I won't openly announce everything I'm going for. No, why would it's, you? It'd be dumb. It's crazy, yeah. Um, and, it, you know, and it's the same is if you go back to the example that we had earlier on of portfolios and traders and things. Yeah. If someone's got a tip on a company and they start quietly buying shares in it, they don't tell everyone else in the, on the trading floor. Mm-hmm. They, they just don't do it. No. And even before um, until they and, secure and also, their position. Of course. I mean, and that's that's the that's the game. I mean, yeah. here's the truth though, and here's the truth. Even before this, right? Before the boom, when it was just circle of collectors, mm. all of us doing this stuff, I got some really nasty people holding cards over my head when people yeah. found out I was a surfer collector. Yeah. And people purposely not talking to me because they didn't want my collection to grow. Like that is a fact, you know what I mean? Like that is not, that is not like during this market, that was like years ago. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I remember on blowout asking for a green silver surfer PMG on blowout seven, six years ago when no one gave a crap, no one was buying it. They were maybe like the most you would ever spend one on one was like a grand for surfer or something. Not, not even, not even. Mm-hmm. And I had people on that blowout thread come in there and be like, you're never going to find it. Give up. Good luck. And like be straight up rude, not know me. And that was over six years ago. (laughs) You know what I mean? It's like, Mm -hmm. no. And and it sucks because you want to be able to talk about it. But like Ian and I do, like I'm in certain groups with my friends and that's who I tell my stuff to. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And it sucks. And I wish it could be more public, but Mm -hmm. you know, unfortunately it, Mm -hmm. it can't be right now for me at least. Yeah, no, I hate. Which makes me a little sad. Makes me uh, well, like I said, we will get into that as a. Yeah, sorry about that. Yeah. No, 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 no. Next I think it's point. a really good one because I, I do want to. I do want to talk about it because Adam gave some brilliant feedback. But we're going to do that possibly next episode. Uh, who knows? Because um, st- it still occurs to me that we haven't done a preview of the Spider Verse set because they released the details of that. So we should probably do a little preview episode about that. Damn. Because, yes. uh, but I want to watch Spider Verse to 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 do that episode so it's a good right. job we didn't decide to do it today because i haven't watched it yet um but um but yes we will definitely do that and uh we've also got another upper deck guest that we're talking to uh, which should be an exciting show and we are also planning i don't know if i want to bury the lead on this one yeah i'm going to talk about it we're also planning an episode where we talk uh, to some of the og crew who were collecting on scoundrel Oh, which man. I'm very much, very, very much looking forward oh, to recording. Um, so, yeah. So um, stay tuned, folks. As ever, rate, review, and subscribe to the Marvel Card Collectors podcast wherever you get your podcasts. And on our social media channels on Facebook, Instagram, and the Twitter, find us at the MCC pod. Um, before we go, there's going to be one thing I'm going to do, Noren, and that is I'm going to share my screen and I'm going to share my sound. And after this, you can sign us out. But someone sent us a voicemail and this person said, can you not listen to it until you listen to it on the episode? Oh, no. So now we're going <laughs> to, now we're going to listen oh, to it. Oh, no. Um, and you, you know, we've had some crazy voicemails from people. Can you see my screen, by the way? No, but I think I know who we're talking about. You can't about see here. my screen? You can now. 
I can now. I think we're talking about the same rascal. We're talking about the same problem. rascal. Who keeps oh, who keeps who keeps vocal bombing our, our messages? So, folks, you can leave us a voicemail on anchor.fm forward slash mccp forward slash message. We love it because this is the kind of stuff that we get sent. Oh God! What did that madman do? I once made a party. I did it at a party. La 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 la. It was rather smelly. It offended Kelly. La 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 la. Enjoy collecting. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Marvel Card Collectors Podcast. Visuals and tasting notes for each episode can be found on our Facebook page. You can subscribe and leave us a voicemail via our home on anchor.fm forward slash mccp. We're also on iTunes, Spotify, and all major podcast platforms. Please take a second to subscribe, like, and review our show wherever you get your podcasts. Our podcast can be found by Googling at the MCC pod, which will also find us on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram. Our Facebook community is at MCCW, Marvel Card Collectors Worldwide, and MMC, Marvel Masterpieces Collectors. The great music we use is called Rocket Power by Kevin McLeod. Thanks to the collectors, artists, and creators who support the Marvel Cards Band Collective. We'll see you next time. And remember, it's a small hobby, but a fun one. Make mine marvel and enjoy collecting. I can't just I just can't. He is he's like the Dennis Menace oh, to our to our to our podcast. Tony he's the Joker Perna. to our Batman. Tony Perna. Oh, the Green Goblin to our Spider-Man. This is bad. This is bad. This is gonna start something. You know that, right? This is this is this is the start of something crazy. Shit's going down. Sorry. <laughs> That's all I've got. Ellie is going to be pissed. <laughs> Kinky I can't Kinky believe you agreed to that. You knew he was going to do that. Like, I, I can't believe you agreed to that. I, you know what? I was like, I was like, I always know he's up to something because he said, did, it, did I tell you about the Christmas card? Yes, I have my Christmas card, which was just the best thing ever. So, I, uh, t- so Tony and Elaine Perna sent us a Christmas card this year. It was very kind of them, very kind of them, very wonderful. They did it the previous year as well. Um, and I got this one, and I remember it was one of the earliest Christmas cards that we opened. I opened it with my six-year-old daughter, and we put it out on display with all the other oh, Christmas no. cards. It was lovely. <laughs> um, and then in January, he was sending me uh, a message saying, oh, did you, um, did you get your Christmas card from us? I was like, yeah, oh, yeah, sorry, uh, I forgot to let you know. And he goes, oh, can you do me a favor? Can you... I, I just want to check uh, what which one we sent you because I'm really worried that next year we're gonna we're gonna send you the same card. So can you just send me so, a picture of it? So I did. I sent it to him, and even then I didn't realise that underneath one of the one of the animals around the nativity scene, he'd drawn a penis. <laughs> one of the donkeys had a penis. What was yours? Yeah. Then? He ruined many of my squirrel friends in my Christmas tree. Um, he made them a lot more demented than I forgot that, that, you know, well, not demented, just more like aggressive. Did you notice? <laughs> no, I did not notice. In fact, I got the Christmas card, showed it to my wife. We put it on the fridge and we we're like, oh, that's so nice. And I was like, man, I love these guys. They're so cool, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it was such a great experience. And then 
we moved the fridge in the kitchen because we had to like clean behind the fridge or whatever. So I took him down and put him in a drawer to, to put him back up. But then it was January and he gave me the same text message. And I, was like, oh my God. I was like, yes, I forgot to tell you. Thank you so much. It's so sweet of you guys. You guys are the best. And he, and you know, this person was like, could I take a look at it? You know, I want to see a picture of it. Do you mind? For because I want to make sure it's same, same thing. line. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. same line. And I'm the idiot who's like, oh yeah, of course. Wouldn't want him to say the same one. Eleven months later, like an ass. So I'm over there looking for it. Can't find it for weeks. And he's like, "You're killing me." And I'm like, "I'm trying, man. I'm sorry." And of course, I put it with my collection stuff, where I get other stuff sent. Anyway, pulled it out, and you know what? It's funny because I, I I didn't take the picture and show it to him, and then not realize it. But I looked at it. And I was like, he did something to this card. Like suddenly the vibe <laughs> off the card, it just felt different. It suddenly got like, a stink palm to it. Yeah. He, right. Mm. He ruined this somehow. And I looked at all of the uh, animal friends around the Christmas tree. And uh, they were having a very different party than I once assumed. Oh my I thought goodness, they were celebrating mate. Christmas, but many of them should have had trench coats on and Kind of, it was kind of like that scene from Always Sunny when Danny DeVito goes to the to to the you don't know nothing. No, well, people no. who've seen Always Sunny know what I'm talking okay. about. So were these squirrels, Narin? Were they doing what we tell everyone to do at the end of each episode? They were very much enjoying them. I mean, enjoy collecting, guys. <laughs> Fucking Tony Perna. Tony Perna. Tony Perna. This shit is on. Oh.